Hey everybody, welcome to the John D Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 41. Mm-hmm. Numero 41 in the old Espanol language, that's right. Mm-hmm. Three hundred fifty-eight days now. No booze. No booze. No booze. How you been? Thought I'd throw some music on here. What do you think? How are yous? How are yous? And how are y'alls? Well, I guess I've had music on past episodes. I'm just saying. I just I don't know. I last episode I didn't have any. Then I had some before. I think episode 39 was uh, was a was a piece that was put together by Mr. Tom Hancuff, executive producer, creative contributor on the show. He made the episode 39 one. I didn't have any last one, but this one I I, I had my eye on, on this one for a while. Thanks to Less FM over at pixabay.com for hooking me up with the free tunes on the episode here. Yeah, 358 days well. That's when I started recording it. <laughs> no, it's just I've been working on this for yeah, technically it's three fifty nine, I think now. I know. It what what? You think I just sit down here and hammer these things out all one at once at one time? In my cold stufus, my cold studio office. It's not bad. It hasn't been that awful. Actually, you know, I, I've been in, enduring. I know, it's been a while. What? December ninth was the last time I was with you. I'm sorry, I apologize. I feel like a bad parent. I should have sent you something for your birthday. Huh? What's the song say? $5 bill? No, I... So birthday, holidays, how was your Christmas? Ours was good. Kid was a little bit of a of a brat <laughs> with, the, with the presents and everything. Whatever, we got through that. Little weird not drinking for the holidays, though. New Year's was a little strange. Had my birthday back January 18th. That was fun. Turned 48 years old. You just sent me a birthday card. I don't remember receiving any from you. You could just send it. Just write John D. Podcasts and just put it in the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, make sure you send cash. No, don't. Don't do that. Yeah, that was interesting. It was interesting getting through all that and having to, you know, just, just, hey, whatever. Don't worry. I, hey, I have, I had a little cannabis. A little cannabis. But other than that, it was, yeah, I'm just cruising right along, man. Going to hit 365 on February February 18th, 365 days. Yeah. You mad? I don't, I don't even. Mm. Well, anyways, we're not going to talk about that right now. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, tuning in, whatever they call it, streaming, downloading. Tell your friends. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter. By the way, sorry to a couple people. Yes, I did. Okay, so on Twitter now, my own Twitter handle, page, whatever is John D. Comedy, J-O-N-D Comedy, and now it is uh, the podcast one is John D. Podcast, John D. Podcast. It was just John Podcast, and I know, I went with that for a little bit, and then there was some other stuff, and I just boom. So, anyways, a couple people were like, hey, I can't, I can't find your page anymore. Where, where'd you go? Uh, what are you doing out there, John? What are you uh? You hiding from me? No, weirdo guy from Indiana. No, I, hey, I did pick up Indiana since the last time I talked to you. I had a listener in Romania, apparently. Yeah, so my analytics were saying Romania. Yeah, I don't know where that is. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I don't know why people there would listen to me, but 
hey, welcome to the show. So what are we going to talk about today? How are yous, how are yous, how are y'all? It's not going to be a long episode today, but hey, you know, I always say that, and then I talk, and I talk, and I talk. What's been going on? I'd say I did the birthday, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, it was all fine. I'm good. If I can get through that, if I can get to that chunk of, of you know, <laughs> no, you have fun. No, I'm good. Uh, I'll be okay. <laughs> I think if I can do that at least once, I can do it twice. I can do it three times. I, I think I've done every single one now. Pretty much. Except for Valentine's. I haven't done that. But what are you going to do? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's get settled in. You know, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wait, Super Bowl is tomorrow. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but I'm. this is Saturday evening slash Sunday morning. Super Bowl 56. The big 5-6. That, that was one of my football numbers. And a hockey number of mine back in the day. Which was a Wednesday as they always say. But yeah, back, back when I was trying to play sports and was still clumsy as shit. Yeah. But, but who you got in the game? Who you got? They got Rams. Tom Hancock. Tom Hancock. Executive producer, creative contributor to the show. He's very excited because his Rams are in it. And no, he's not a he's not a bandwagon. He's been, he's been even there with St. Louis. Even there with St. Louis. Of course, they were going to the Super Bowl in St. Louis. So why would you not? I don't know. I'll have to ask him next time I talk. He was supposed to call me tonight, and he didn't. But anyways, I digress. Who you got? Matt Stafford could potentially solidify his place in the Hall of Fame with with a Super Bowl win, right? Rams went all in on him, all in on several trades. Jeez, Jalen Ramsey, all these other. Man, craziness, right? Uh, Von Miller from getting him from Denver. That was a huge That was a huge pickup. I would have liked to have seen him play for the Cowboys. But you know what you gonna do, and uh, but then you got Joe Burrow uh, with the Bengals, the upstart quarterback with the Bengals. You know Joe Burrow, this kid, this kid. This is the thing about Joe Burrow. Everybody thought that he was gonna come in and he was gonna fold under pressure. That dude grew up playing ball in some you know some high pressure situations before he ever even got to college. Then he got to college. Long story short, then he got to college and. He played in the SEC, some of the loudest, most raucous, you know, stadiums that he would have to go play at, you know, LSU, uh, USC, University of South Carolina, uh, Georgia, Florida. I mean, just crazy, crazy. Like he, he knew what he was doing. He could handle the pressure. I was very impressed with him uh, in their win to win the AFC Championship against the against the Chiefs, who. I was so pissed about that that game against the Bills. I didn't really hope that at least in the overtime they will change. They will change the rule. But, of course, some people will say, well, if you can't get it done during regulation, man, that's the way it goes. It shouldn't come down to a toss of the coin. He, let each team have a possession. And if they're still tied after that possession, then uh, then keep going. You know, I mean, that's what they do. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, if you get a touchdown right off the rip, then you win. Then let the other team try to get a touchdown. That's all I'm saying. Let them try to get a touchdown. And so, of course, in the in the in the NFL in the playoffs, playoffs, the it's you know you you got to play. You got to have a winner, right? You can have a tie, which is I think is stupid. They should go back. If you're gonna have ties, go back to 15 minutes on the clock because you you got all these ties now, at least a couple a year. Right. Anyways, let's not get off track. 
Super Bowl. Joe Burrow. I like the Bengals. I am a huge fan of a team that's never won it or has not won it in a very long time. And the Bengals are definitely a team that has not won it. They've been there twice, right? I think it was twice. I kept saying it was once the other day. And my son was was like, hey, no, it's twice. And I was like, no, you're wrong, dude. So I got to say something to him next time I see him. Like, no, you were right. And yeah, 82 and 89. I do. And I was like, wait a minute. I remember the 82. I was I was eight years old. I remember I was young. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Was it Steve Young? No. Wait. And then and I, and I looked it up. Yeah. 82, 89, both times against the 49ers. Whoa. Those 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 tricky Niners. Those guys. I don't want to say it like that. Man, how how sweating were the uh, were the Bengals fans, the lifelong Bengals fans, when the Rams and the Niners were playing to go in the NFC Championship? They're like, oh geez, really, really, <laughs> we're gonna get this well again. But now, now hold on a second. Those Niners teams in the '80s, you had Joe Montana, and then you had Steve Young. No, Steve Young was playing. He was playing in '89. He played. That's right. He played four years as backup to Montana. So no, Montana was in. He was in both. Yeah, but he was in both. Yeah, he got, uh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm going to look right here. Hold on. I've been trying to scroll it while I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah, he got MVP in 89, 80, whatever, whatever the year that was. I remember that. Okay. All right. Well, either way, it still holds true that the Niners got pretty lucky with Joe Montana and then Steve Young. With fucking Joe Montana, geez. Yeah, and then, uh, boom. So, anyways, I think it's going to be a good game. I always, I'm always like, you know, it's going to be a good game, or this couldn't be this, or this team's going to end it. Then, you know, it's next thing you know, it's like two minutes left to go in the game, and, and we're just standing there looking at it going, well, shit, I did not see that happening. You know, well, one team's getting blown out the other one. It's like, all right, whatever. But I, I hope it's a good game. I hope it'll be a good one, you know. So I, I don't know when you're going to hear this. I, I don't know. I might not even release this till Monday. I'm not even sure. The game could be over by the time you hear this, more than likely. So I don't know what I'll be doing after. It's either commiserating a crying Tom or, <laughs> or uh, you know, cheering on the Bengals, which I guess the Rams haven't won in a while, right? Well, it's 90s. So, yeah, okay. All right. Well, it's been a little while, too. So, all right. Well, good luck to them both. I'm going to enjoy and I, I hope you guys and your family, your peeps, all enjoy too. I mean, my family goes around and watch it. The Super Bowl is a great thing because I feel like it's it's just a culmination of a uh, of everything. And, and everybody everybody's a football fan on Super Bowl Sunday, right? Even if you don't, more than likely your team's not in it. So you know, but it, it's a great time to enjoy the game, enjoy what it is because you know usually it's it, it's something. I mean, it's usually a pretty good game. I'd say eight times out of ten, Super Bowl is pretty good. More people worry about the halftime show. They're doing an all hip hop show this year. That's cool. I can deal with that. I'm down. But this will boy, this will actually be my first Super Bowl. Not drinking, huh? All right. Like I said, knock another one off, right? All right. Let's move on. So enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, whenever you hear this, hopefully it was a good one. Okay. Moving on, moving on. Have you guys been watching Book of Boba Fett? The Book of Boba Fett. Last time I talked to you about it, I I pretty much figured I was just not going to do another episode till it was over, right? Which it just ended this past this past week. Man, that was a good series. I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. And, and spoiler alert, I'm going to try not to go there, but I might let something slip. But I really enjoyed The Book of Boba Fett. I think it was really cool. The whole storyline, the whole plot. 
Some people were mad because maybe there was a little bit of one particular character. But what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing, Dave Filoni, I'm a huge fan of, and his creativeness with the with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I can nerd out every once in a while. What? Get over it. And I, but I'm a fan. Dave Filoni did the Clone Wars. He did Rebels. He's done a bunch of things. John Favreau, great director, very creative person, and he's he did Mandalorian. Him and Dave Filoni. And now they're doing Book of Boba Fett, and I'm I, I I'm digging it. And so I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. You know, some some older characters came back. There was just it was really it was nice. I liked it. Some people said it was too much fan service. That was one thing that kind of annoyed me. And that's you know, listen. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting tired of these Star Wars purists that want to come in and ruin everything. But because I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know why they come in. God, I don't know how many times I've met these people that are so, they had these opinions about Star Wars, and they're like 35 years old. I'm 48. I've been watching them since I was a kid, man. <laughs> I know there's older ones my age and older. They'd, but stop. Just let them play. This is what's great about what they're doing with it. They had this whole open market of things and storylines. And what? You don't want to hear more stories in the Star Wars universe. You've already enjoyed everything else. Get over it, man. Well, no, it's just not how it's supposed to be because so-and-so was in the... And they never caught the person in the... And then there was never a... Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Enjoy, man. You're getting all this great entertainment. Do you remember when the Star Wars franchise was dead? It was like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, done. 30-something years went by and, you know, Disney had to buy Lucasfilm. Oh, then you had the prequels. Right, the prequels. But I'm just saying. But even then, you had the original three. Then they went back to the prequels. People like, oh, and then there was nothing, nothing, nothing. Disney came in, bought Lucasfilm for $4 billion. Jesus. And look what they're doing with it. They're making it even bigger. I'm not complaining. So I enjoyed Book of Boba Fett. Hope you guys did too. I had a good time. I'm very interested to see. They just announced that May 25th, starting May 25th, Obi-Wan Kenobi will start streaming. Now, I, I said Boba Fett earlier was a series. It did Well, that's the thing. They're not even totally sure they're going to make another season, which Episode 7 of Book of Boba Fett was great. I thought it could have been better, but it was still pretty freaking good. But yeah, they just they haven't announced Season 2 for Book of Boba Fett, but I think they will. And uh, But they said 25th, May 25th, Obi-Wan Kenobi starts. That's a limited run series, so it's going to be just... Six or eight episodes. I have not gotten anything definitive. I've read both, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing so far, and that's going to be pretty cool. And that's about Obi Wan Kenobi on his time uh, on Tatooine. It's set ten years after Return of the Jedi, or not not Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, sorry, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so it's about his time out there watching over a young Luke Skywalker. I don't know. I'm interested how it's going to be. I don't know. What kind of stories can you make up when it's a, about a monk in the desert with a lightsaber? Hang out and do some peyote. Figure out what a uh, what a vapor farmer is. So that's one thing I liked about Book of Boba Fett. They explained kind of more what that is. So it's va they vapor. They basically take the vapor, the water vapor, out of the air, make it into water, and they sell it to the people who live in these desert cities. Very interesting. But yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know I'm jumping around. Obi-Wan Kenobi. They got all kinds of characters. Uh, Christensen. They, that guy. He's coming. No, but he's going to be in there. It's going to be interesting. They're going to have Baru. Yeah. All, all, all them folks are in there. And then, uh, yeah, Uncle Owen. It's going to be a good time. 
So that's, yeah, that's May 25th, man. That's when I'll be watching. So yeah, you guys enjoy that. And yeah, I'll be back to talk to you between now and then. I'm just, just keeping you updated, sharing my opinion on it, right? That's why you tune in. You tune in to hear me talk. You hear my shitty chair? Do you hear that freaking thing? Buy me a new chair. Donate to <laughs> support the show. There's this support buttons if you go on the main page. If you go on, uh, just click on the links. There's all these links and stuff. Go on there. You can support the show. Hit me up at thejohnnypodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you some more information on how to do that. Uh, you can also uh, follow me on Twitter, Johnny Podcast. I'm serious, man. This chair's annoying the shit out of me. All right. Anyways, moving on. In case you haven't heard about this, somebody who doesn't have a problem, and actually where I got this chair from, Amazon, former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos apparently has a giant boat that he wants to get out to the ocean because he had it, he had it built in a Dutch harbor, right? Or a, a Dutch shipyard. And apparently where this shipyard is, it's it's on the other side of a bridge in, in the Netherlands, right? And... The mass, so Bezos, it's it's not a regular yacht. It's a sailing yacht that he's not going to sail himself. He's going to have a crew, right? And those guys are going to work on the boat, and they're going to sail the boat around for him. And wherever he goes around the world, they'll be able to stop off in ports, and they'll get laid because they're on the crew of Jeff Bezos' sailing yacht, which eventually one of them will get into trouble later on and down the road because, or across the ocean, whatever you want to call it, because one of them actually likes a girl for once, and he sneaks her onto the boat and tries to show her around, but he gets in trouble. Right? <laughs> Sounds like the plot to Weekend at Jeff Bezos's. Week, weekend at Bezos's. I always hate that with the, the possessive S. You know, you got to with the Bezos's. Be, Bezos's. I'm looking at his picture right now. He looks like, uh, you know, he looks like a he looks like a restaurateur. He looks like a dick restaurant owner. That's what he looks like. I don't really have a problem with Jeff Bezos. I really don't. I'm, I mean, he... He made his money. He did what he did. People are mad at him because he shoots people in the space. Who gives a fuck? I don't care if he does that. Do you really care? I don't care. And, and you know what? He made his money. Except for the fact that he doesn't pay his taxes. That whole loophole thing he's got going on. Except for that, I don't really have a problem with him. I mean, it's 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 business. You know, you not, you don't even necessarily have to invent the the mousetrap, as they say. You just have to make a better one. Just make a better mousetrap. And... Bezos did a little bit of both. He invented something and he made it better. So I have no problems with that. He's a businessman. He knows what he's doing. But I think this is kind of a dick move. So he had, all right. So the the mass of the boat are too tall to get out from this shipyard. And so there's a bridge there that's been around for eons. It, it was actually destroyed by the Nazis in World War II. It was rebuilt and it's a it's a raised it's a raised drawbridge. I don't know, you know, so they basically something comes along and it's too tall, they raise the bridge up and the thing goes underneath it, the boat or whatever, right? I would imagine it's a boat. It's not flying planes under there, right? And so the boat goes under and then it comes back down. Well apparently Jeff Bezos' boat is almost twice as too tall or or somewhere around about that amount because it's it, but that's what I'm saying. But it has three sail it has three masts on it, right? And the the bridge when it raises up has a hundred thirty foot clearance. So obviously it's massive. The boat itself is four hundred fifteen feet long, and so but so basically he had it built in this shipyard in in the Netherlands, right? And the only way for the boat to get back out to the open sea is to go through this waterway. Now the bridge itself was originally a train bridge, and I think it. 
became something else. But they've replaced the usage of the bridge. They, they use a tunnel and I think another bridge, if I'm not mistaken. And so they don't even use it anymore, but it's like a national monument. Like I said, it was, it's was it been through history and stuff like that. So it's like it means something. And so the people of the shipyard have said, hey, could you take the bridge down for a little bit? Bezos says he'll pay for it. But the people and the, the Dutch people are a little pissed. And I don't blame them. What the Dutch people are saying they're going to do now. Somebody put a Facebook event out and they want people to show up. And they're, they're planning to throw eggs at Jeff Bezos's boat. I guess because they're mad because they can't throw eggs at the rocket ships. <laughs> His penis looking rocket ships. And this is their way to kind of strike back at him, I guess, right? So but this is what the, the post was saying. Or I guess it's a evite, what invite, whatever it is. It's it was posted by a guy, a Hollander, Rotterdammer, named Pablo Stroman, who was a, a native native of the Netherlands, Rotterdam. Which is where the bridge, which is called De Hef, by the way, which is what it's called, De Hef. And Pablo Stroman, which is that a picture of him playing Texas Hold'em? Huh. Okay. <laughs> so I guess he's got money. He just doesn't have Jeff Bezos money. Is that why you're angry? I don't know. What's this? The post. It's the. It's the. It's a big ship flying going by, and he's. Well, this is this is all in Dutch. I can't read this. Masal Nar Jeff Stoffel. man. You guys got a lot of letters. <laughs> no, they don't have any, they don't have more letters than us, but they they use them all apparently a lot. <laughs> Was it okay? Here, here's okay for international guests. It says calling all Rotterdammers. Take a box of rotten eggs with you and let's throw them en masse at Jeff's super yacht when it sails through the Hef in Rotterdam. <clears throat> so that's what that's what that is, which I think that's funny. That's really funny, but let's see. So, so far, 13, as of when, one of the articles I'm reading, which one is by NPR, the other one is by Reuters, some 13,000 people are interested, and nearly 4,000 have said they will attend a Facebook event, the Facebook event. Huh. Which, I, you know what? This is this is the thing. Jeff Bezos is rich. We're not. <laughs> it's kind of shitty, which I was just reading something that said, on a tail note, that actually the, the yacht company, is the one who are paying for this. So basically this is going on the media as being Jeff Bezos being a prick. And I kind of think it is any anyways, but ocean co the company that built the boat is actually paying talking about paying for the thing, which they haven't said they're going to do it. They haven't said they're actually going to allow this bridge to be dismantled temporarily and then reassembled so that one guy can get his giant toy boat out to sea. Yeah, they're called they're called planes, Jeff. You own space. I don't know. You know, having a giant boat would be nice. I've spent a lot of my life on boats. My my father's had boats, and other people I've known have boats. I like being on boats. I don't think I want to sail on the world on one because it's great when you're by when you're sailing around and you're got land and shit. But when you get out in the middle of nowhere, I don't know. You better have a pretty good arcade or a foosball table. You know, a little Cambridge. Out there, because I'm gonna get bored, and I'm gonna get. Re- I don't care how big that boat is. So, of course, I'm saying this, and I barely ever leave the house anymore. So, <laughs> whatever. Oh, speaking of which, we gotta. All right, I gotta take a break. So, I'm gonna tell you about some somebody else who's spent a lot of her life living on boats. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about why Mariah Carey's fans yelled at me. Coming up after the break, more John D. Podcast 
after this. Hey everybody, if you are looking for a powerful company that can dominate all of your media needs, contact your new friends at Morset Media. From websites, photo, and video that are perfect for weddings, company, or any special event, they have brand and business strategies for promoting your endeavors into the stratosphere of the digital age with their multi-choice social media packages. Contact Morissette Media at 804-715-2560 or anywhere in the world at morissettemedia.com. And we are back. Welcome back to part two of episode 41, numero 41, in the Espanol language there, of the Johnny Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Miller. How was your commercial break? How was it? Did you enjoy it? Just a matter of a couple minutes. Hey, gotta pay the bills this around here, uh, this place somehow, right? Gotta pay the bills. But you can help me pay the bills if you want. Come on, people, step up, right? <laughs> Click on any of the sponsorship buttons on any of the links that you see your podcast, whatever platform you're on. There's a link on there. You can go to listener support. Uh, you can hit me up uh, at uh, PayPal. I can get you the information on that. Hit me up at the Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, John D Podcast or John D Comedy. Also, Facebook, the John D Podcast on Facebook as well. Yeah, you could help support me if you want. Yeah. How was how was your break, though? Mine, for you, was a couple of minutes. Mine was, uh, it was about a day and a half. So, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? <laughs> Let's talk about that real quick, huh? Shall we? It was okay. It was all right. Congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to Tom Hickam. That's his voicemail when you call him. Uh, executive producer Tom. Yeah, he, he, his Rams won. He pulled it out. I haven't heard from him yet. I, I got a, I sent him a text and it was the, it was the ram goat emoji, and it was a greater than arrow symbol thing. Greater than, uh, then it was like the little, little tiger face emoji. Um, yeah. So congratulations to the Rams, all their fans. They haven't won one in a very long time. Uh, and and Bengals, Bengals fans, and Bengals players, of course. Hey, you guys put up a good fight. That was a, it was a good game. I I'd say overall, overall, I think it was a pretty good game, but it, it was kind of blah. You know, because you had Al Michaels, because it was NBC doing it, right? You had Al Michaels, and then you had uh, the Captain Obvious of NFL commentating, Chris Collinsworth. I I can't even, I can't deal with that guy sometimes. Well, if the guy drops the ball, it's going to be a fumble. No shit. That guy talks like he always, like he always talks like he just left the dentist or something. Yeah, Al Michaels. who I love Al Michaels. You know, he he was the, the commentator on the iconic 1980 USA beating the Soviets uh, hockey upset, Winter Olympics, right? Do you believe in miracles? Yes, I do, Al Michaels. Thank you. But I don't know. I just felt like because it was Sunday night, I'm sitting there. Of course, I was not drinking, and but I was hanging out. And I'm just sitting there with the wife and the kid, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, oh, I got to do this. You know, hopefully this week will be more productive than this past week. You know, whatever. Kids got school tomorrow. I got blah, 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 right? I just thought it was kind of meh. I, I wasn't. I wasn't all that. It just. It just felt different. Plus, I didn't feel like this. The it was very loud. I didn't feel like it was very loud. I didn't. And they said it was like fifty-fifty audience. Like you know, audience, fucking crowd. The audience. We're gonna go attend the football game. We're gonna be in the audience for the local football match. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be very good. They be throwing around the old pigskin, which I actually looked that up because every once in a while I don't know what it is about the pigskin. I don't know about what that fact, 
I'll sit there and I'll look it up, right? And then five years later, I have to look it up again because I forgot for some reason why they used to put animal bladders in in uh, in the original footballs. I think they actually were original footballs. I think is what I, and then they put like leather over them, and then which that's just you're just holding a you're just holding half a farm in your hands right there, right? And but they would use pig bladders, put leather leather on them, then they end up covering them with like rubber and shit. But yeah, and they, of course they didn't use. Yeah, that's what they call it, the pig skin, because the leather is the skin over the pig or something like that. I don't know. It makes me feel weird every time I eat pigs in a blanket. All right. But no, it was good. I, I had a, I, we enjoyed, but I, it, it was a good game overall. I think that, you know, I think penalties, you know, it was kind of even, obviously, going into halftime. And then you get the right there off the rip, the, the Bengals scored, which, Higgins was a Higgins, got away with the face mask on Ramsey, 75-yard touchdown, interception. Chris Collinsworth with his great, well, the receiver needs to hang on to the ball there. No shit. Anyways, interception, they go. And then the, the drive, that was, that was pretty was pretty key. But you know what? <clears throat> here's one of the things. Cincinnati got away with, here's one of the things. Yeah, Cincinnati got away with penalty on the touchdown to, be, to start the second half. And then it was a it was a penalty in the end zone that burned them. So that's the way it goes. So congratulations, Rams, Bengals. Hey, good try. And Joe Burrow, he showed up, but the, I think the the Rams defense. Aaron Donald showed up just a little bit more. So twenty three twenty. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it, like I said, it didn't feel like it was a Super Bowl. Maybe I'm just getting older and and not drunk. <laughs> a lot of people make comments about the halftime show. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was all that great. I thought it was cool. Dre, Snoop, that was cool. One person said they thought there should have been a shout-out on it to Biggie and Tupac. No, I don't think so because, look, it was, it was in L.A. The Super Bowl was in Los Angeles, man. California, L.A. hip-hop. That I mean, it's it's synonymous with what with what it is. A couple of people made comments that it wasn't. they don't consider this music and they weren't even watching it or they didn't enjoy it. And it's like, well, what music do you listen to? classical or you know <laughs> country you know what i mean this is the thing about hip-hop it crosses genres way more than any other music i'm sorry it's true i'm, I'm just saying i think when you have i mean how many suburban white kids are listening to you know back, well back in the day it was ice cube and and dre and snoop and they were or how many were listening to mozart or uh you know travis tritt right I, I, you know, or for me, Public Enemy back in the day. Now they got, you know, other people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Mary J. Blige, she showed up, didn't she? Whoa. I I thought she should have had more time on there. I really did. I love Mary J. Blige. She is a, verifiably the queen of hip-hop, R&B. So, oh, overall, overall, it was a good show. It was a good show. So, and, you know, if, if you didn't like it, well, I mean, well, what else did you want, really? I mean, we've, how many times have we had to sit there and, you know, watch Britney Spears be bopping around or doing whatever, right? We've all we've all been through some <laughs> we've all been through some times where we've been watching a halftime show. But so what? I, I I think some of the stuff that I read about it was so many people acted like they were owed something. <laughs> no, I have been watching all goddamn year. Yeah, all goddamn year, waiting for this moment, and they're gonna trudge out some. Some hip-hop artists. Jeez. Oh, what am I going to do for 28 minutes? 
<laughs> assholes. Just the ones that said that kind of shit. Just the people that, yeah, they just acted entitled. Like it's a, it's a goddamn Super Bowl, man. But overall, good show. So, all right. So let me tell you about this. Back in, I guess it, it was around New Year's, right? And it was either right before New Year's or right after. I was on Twitter and I was sitting there and I'm just playing around one afternoon. And somebody put on Twitter about how they had a picture of a kid crying. And then they were talking about how the Mariah Carey holiday songs were making them feel. And from the picture, I took it as they were upset. They were getting tired of Mariah Carey holiday songs. And, you know, that's how I took it. And I'm hanging out. I'm just playing on on Twitter. And, you know, it's holiday, whatever. Me and the family are hanging out. So I put on there in the response, I put on there, let's talk about, oh, no, let's talk about the Mariah Carey songs. That's what it was. I said, let's talk about the Mariah, how the Mariah Carey holiday songs are making us feel right now. It's a kid crying, right? I, maybe I misjudged it, right? So I put on there, let's talk about how the time that Mariah, that you, maybe I said you or Mariah, what did, hold on. Yeah, I said, uh, yeah, so I said, uh, I don't want to give away the ending, but basically I put on there, I was like, let's talk about Mariah Carey uh, not showing up for rehearsal, sound check for the New Year's 2016 uh, national televised ball drop show, right? I don't think I can legally say what it was, the name of it. But anyways, I was like, let's talk about that and how she came out. And do do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember? If you don't, just Google it, 2016 New Year's Eve. Mariah Carey and she comes out and like the music was messed up and she's like I'm just gonna stand here and she just kept and she was like sitting on the dancer's knees and then at one point she goes I, I didn't I wasn't here for sound check but anyway she basically mentions that she hasn't had a holiday you know don't I get a and then later on after they come back from commercial and everything and after she'd gotten totally embarrassed and she she came in she goes don't I get a vacation and I really didn't like that at the time. And I'm going to explain to you why. Because she had just been on vacation is what my problem was. Okay. Which, by the way, I remember remember that show. Lionel Richie came out and dusted it. Yeah. Anyways, Mariah Carey had just been on vacation. And that's why I said what I said. Because in the summer of 2016, I had watched Entertainment Tonight interview special. Where they had interviewed Mariah Carey on a yacht in the Mediterranean off the coast of Italy. And she was, at the time, engaged to Australian billionaire James Packer, right? And they took the Entertainment Tonight, went on to this yacht, had a diamond... She, Mariah Carey had a diamond-encrusted... They said it was a bathing suit. I don't, it looked more like a bra, and I wouldn't... I wouldn't well, I wouldn't swim in it anyway, so wouldn't that be funny looking? No, but she <laughs> might fit me right now. I'm pretty out of shape. Point being, they she's hang, they're hanging out, and they're hanging on this yacht. This is in summer of 2016, August, I believe. So she's staying on one yacht. James Packer's staying on another one, right? And the one that, she, that Mariah Carey is staying on is costing $380,000 a week, right? The fuel alone costs $40,000 a week. Yeah. And Mariah Carey is hanging out in the Mediterranean. Now, her and this gentleman broke up. 
right? After this, this interview had taken place and all that other stuff, right? They had broken up. And then the following New Year's of 2016, Mariah Carey is supposed to be doing the New Year's Eve ball drop show. <laughs> and she comes out and she completely embarrassed herself because she was not prepared. She was not prepared for it. And then she proceeded to sit there and say, don't I get a vacation? And I was like, your whole life's a vacation. Now, I'm granted, some of us at times, maybe maybe I haven't worked as hard as she has in her life. I'm not I'm not saying I have I have or I haven't. I don't know. I put in some pretty heavy duty sweat and labor in my life, but I you know, I haven't toured all across the country performing night after night after night. That is hard work. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I just had watched this thing in August where she's living on a yacht that costs $380,000 a week, $40,000 a week in fuel. And because she showed up and wasn't prepared on national television, she wants to say that she needs a vacation. Anyways, that was anyways. But yeah, that was why I said what I said. Now, (laughs) one of the people that was tagged in this post that I saw I know this one person. They were tagged in it. Somebody else I kind of knew was tagged in it. And then I was just kind of like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. So I typed out what I typed out. And then I sat there for a few minutes. I'm like, ha-ha, funny. And then I walked away. I went and talked to Liz, my lovely wife, Liz. And then I came back. <laughs> and I was talking to the kid for a minute. I was hanging out. We were watching something on TV. And I look over at my laptop, and I see my Twitter still open. I see my notification thing, and it's got like a one- like it gets a little red thing on it. Yeah. And I start looking at it. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. And I go back and I look. And I'm looking at the tweet that I sent. That I, that the one that I sent out. And I'm looking and I'm noticing, first of all, I thought I had sent it on my personal Twitter handle. Uh, well, I say, I say personal, but it, I mean, I got on Twitter. I was a comedian. Yay. At the time. And so it was John D. Comedy, right? And then when I did the podcast, it's John D. Podcast. Well, I thought I'd sent it on John D. Comedy, and I'd actually sent it under the podcast Twitter handle, John D. Podcast. <laughs> I'm not mentioning it that way. I'm just making sure I clarify it. Like, I'm not, like, promoting, just trying to throw it in it. Like, that's what I did, right? Reading the tweet that I sent, and I'm looking at the people who are in the tweet that I had, like, retweet or retweeted to, responded to. I noticed that one of them is a major music platform. The other one that that I'm on, that this podcast is on. Also, it's at Mariah Carey. It was like reading it. You ever seen the movies where somebody's like reading something and it's like, and as they get what they realize, what they're reading, that gets like closer. It's like, and then it gets right to the, and it zeroes in right on it. And then they go back to the person like, and I, I read it and I was like, Oh, crap. Mariah Carey has 8.2 million followers on Twitter. And I that got posted right back to her page. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and bet that a lot of people that like that are like, you know, on Mariah Carey's Twitter page that like that follow it. I'm going to guess most of them probably like her. And I definitely found out that most of them that are on, at least most of the ones that are on Mariah Carey's Twitter hand. I got, because it was weird. Like, I sat there, right, and I was just looking at the thing. 
And I'm like, okay. And then it was just, eh. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then it was like, bam, 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 bam. I ended up deleting the tweet, y'all. <laughs> I did. Ooh, it was like, it was just coming in and I, I had stuff like, uh, somebody was like, yeah, let's talk about your, how your podcast didn't take off. Uh, one said, hold on, I had a couple here. One said, be, be, better be careful, but it was like, B, it was like B-T-T-R. Anyways, better be careful. Mariah's got, and then it's like dollar signs, right? Got money. She'll make a dude come to your house, squeeze your nuts so tight, you sing high up like her. <laughs> that one made me laugh. I actually laughed at that one. I thought I thought that was funny. I laughed at that one. Some, somebody else says nobody cares what a drunk ass thinks. I, one person sent me, it was just one of those those GIF, GIF or GIFs, whatever you call it. And it was just some dorky chick, and she's like looking at the little camera, and she opens up her hand, and icon, the word icon pops up out of it. And then she just closed her hand and goes, bye-bye, like that. Like, whatever. What the fuck is that? Icon. Okay, here's my problem. Is she an icon? She's a diva. I think Mariah Carey's a diva. I don't think she's an icon. How was an icon? She was on vacation on a million-dollar yacht. She can't show up for a sound check. You know who showed up for the sound check? A Mar- uh, Mary J. Blige. She showed up for the sound check for the Super Bowl show. I'm just saying. I got yelled at so bad. So bad, y'all. I got y'all. That's my. That's Liz. That's Liz's influence on me. Yeah. So then I had. I had something. I guess somebody listened to it and they got the email address. This guy emailed me, and it just said, "It said go back to drinking. You were funnier." And it said, and then it says Mariah forever. <laughs> I got scared. I literally got scared for a minute because I didn't. I don't want people. Try. Look, I know I got this dinky little podcast that I do, and I sit here and I talk in, you know, in my basement talking to myself on my squeaky computer chair. Yeah, I don't have a lot. I'm not a rich man, but I mean, I can still express my opinion. Now, the fact here's what I actually feel bad, and this is one thing because it's one thing to say a joke about somebody on the internet that's a public figure in such a way as as she is, Mariah Carey, but. I did it. I didn't realize I was doing it. And it's so Mariah, Mariah Carey fans. Here's here's my sort of a sorry <laughs> back sorry back to you. I know she's not Canadian. Shut up. Anyways, I I should not have done it where it was on her page, it, her Twitter page. I I didn't realize it was tagged to that. If I had known that, I would not have I would have changed it. I would have taken her I don't know. I would have done something else. I would not have put it on Mariah Carey's page. One, because I'm not saying I've never done that. Like I've never gone at somebody on the internet and said things. I have. Everybody has. That's the, the internet. It's the easiest way to argue about fucking whatever. You know, you just say it and say it. And you're never going to win a Twitter argument or any other argument on the internet. You're never going to win it. So that was the other reason why I deleted it. But, you know, I'm just saying I, I've done that. So I shouldn't have gone on a level of a person. To her, to her fans, that's just that's suicide. Why <laughs> would you eight point two million people? Now, I, and I did actually watch a couple of days later after this all went down. I did actually watch an interview with Mariah uh, talking about the breakup and stuff like that. It was some internet show that she was on, and she I could see it a little personal, but it's, but here's the thing: when her and that sorry my stupid chair, buy me a chair, buy me a chair, listener support. 
when she had broken up with that guy, James Packard, she got $50 million as an inconvenience fee. I'm just saying, right? $50 million as an inconvenience fee. For I don't know. I mean, I've dated people for years. I wish I could have gotten half a million dollars. At least help me pay for the bills they left me with. You know? <laughs> or whatever. Haven't we all been there? Inconvenience fee. Yeah. So... That was my that was my fun time, my near miss of death. I don't know. I was afraid. It, I really was. I was afraid somebody was would come to my house. You can find a way. Mar- Mariah Carey is that rich. She could find somebody to go to your house. You know, they open the door. They, Mr. Miller. Yeah. All right. That was my fun. Just stupid chair. Seriously, I'm gonna stand up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I've been going through like the first part of this episode. I felt like I was so more professional and things. And this episode is just the wheels. I've been working on this thing for like several days. So not several. I, I put them together. I've put them together in the past over the course of a couple of days. So by the time you all hear this, it'll be Tuesday. By the time you all hear this, it'll be Tuesday. And... Uh, it'd be the 15th. So it'll be three days until I get to 365, no booze. So if you're February 18th, if you're hanging out and you, you know, somebody, you're drinking a beer or something, drinking, if you're drinking a shot of tequila, think of me because it's been 365 days since I had one of those. Ooh, uh, real quick. I wanted to say rest in peace to Betty White. She was, you know, they say some, uh, some people are, they're, they're one in a million. I think Betty White was a million rolled into one. I really do. I, I, All the class, all the comedy, all the funny that she had and everything else, the way she just carried herself. And she was she was a lady and a funny person and everything combined, all and a gracious person combined all into one. And so rest in peace to you, ma'am. And then Bob Saget, that was, oh, that sucked. That sucked. That really sucked, didn't it? I know. Going out on a high note here today, John. Way to go this fine morning. Now, Bob, that sucked. I actually met Bob one time. A friend of mine was working with him at the Funny Bone here in town in the uh, Richmond. And I stood in the doorway of the green room and talked. He said, I went in. I kind of saw him by the green room. And my buddy introduced me. He said, this is John. He's also a comic. And Bob stood there and talked to me in the doorway of the green room for like 10 minutes. He was cool as shit. He was very, very nice, very cool. And, you know, somebody said on Twitter, I don't talk about Twitter, but I play more and more in there the past year or so. But anyways, I feel like I'm popping too much. Sorry. Yeah, so I just stood there and talked to him. Somebody put on Twitter about how, you know, what did he ever do that was so great? I mean, the guy was really respectful for women, of women and everything else. And I thought that was really cool that he was like that. And then just everyone else, just the kindness that he was. And I just really feel like the dynamic of what he was as a person. I mean, you had Danny Tanner. Then you, if you ever saw his standup, which was absolutely hilarious and absolutely raunchy, it, it, the, the, the conflicts of the two were such a dynamic that I, I just, I always, it always blew me away. And on entourage, he was great. If you ever watched him on entourage, he was, uh, you know, he was on Entourage. He played a guy. I think he was played, played himself, didn't he? Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Entourage. Sorry. But, yeah, he was, like, hanging out smoking bong hits and, like, banging hookers. I think he lived next to the, the guys. 
at one point, I believe, if I remember correctly. So rest in peace, Bob Saget. All right. I got to get going. I do. I got to get this episode out. I have other stuff to do. I'm going to try to be back. Probably, I won't be back before the 18th. So, yeah. If you think of it, you know. 365 days, I did it. It was, uh, uh, I, well, I'm, I don't know. We'll, we'll deal with it when I get to the other side of, of that day. But, yeah. Yeah, I did it. I, I know. I saw it three days ago. And every once in a while. I'm sure between now and then, my body will be like, just, just have fun with drink, John. And you're going to be fine. I'm swear to God. And you're going to be okay. Just get drunk one more time. Just one more time, John. It's going to be okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't forget your charities. As I always say, if it comes down to a charity or giving me money, give it to the charity. Sorry. No, uh, Wounded Warrior Project. Bestfriends.org. Oh, yeah, No Kid Hungry right now. So right now, in if anybody is in the Virginia, Richmond, Virginia area, or, hey, if you have access to the Internet, there's a great school that was downtown in the Fan in downtown Richmond called Fox Elementary. I only went there for one year for pre-K. I grew up in the city of Richmond, but I went there one year. I think it was like a pre-K program. I used to ride my skateboard over there. Uh, but it's a great school that was in the community um, that uh, had a fire the other night and burned down. And it, the, the school was 100 years old. It was a very big building, not just in the community for schools, but for also community activities that happened there. A lot of people there could use some help. So one of the things is No Kid Hungry. So And then uh, Feed More as well. Make sure you take a look at those if you can give to them. That They're doing things such as that. So, for instance, No Kid Hungry will help kids that are in the school because a lot of kids when they're in school their best meal of the day comes from when they're at the at the school and 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 no kid hungry helps get kids food when they're not in school and they're i don't know when they're they're gonna be virtual right now so and a lot if that's gonna happen they're not gonna be going to a cafeteria so look that up fox elementary in richmond virginia anything that hooks up with a charity with them okay yeah I mean, I, I grew up in the city, so I like I said, my experience with that school was limited, but I know the school, I know exactly where it is, and I know what it did in the community and the impact that this massive fire, it was a three-alarmer, will have on the community. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of the Johnny Podcast, numero 41 in the old Espanol language, that's right. I've been your host, John D. Miller. Executive producers and creative contributors are Tom Hancock and Liz Miller. This episode was recorded and produced by yours truly, John D. Miller, at the Lizard Mill Creation Studio. Thank you again to Less FM over at pixabay.com for the free intro music today. You guys, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And until the next time I talk to you, later for you. <laughs>